If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It doesn't always have to be a reinvention. Sometimes I use the word reimagining. You don't have to change everything. You don't have to like blow it all up and start anew. You can kind of find your tweaks, whether it's within an industry that you're in already, or if you want to totally, like, you know, switch it up, think about it, do the reflection, lean on the things that you're good at. Don't dismiss them and really dig in and find those transferable skills and the things that light you up. And that will give you your next move. Welcome back to Bucketless Careers, the podcast. I'm Crystal Laurie. Thanks for joining me. So my guest today, Ali Coco, spent 25 years plus in her career, surrounded by amazingly savvy, sometimes brilliant, and always charismatic sales leaders. She loved what she did. She had the opportunity to represent global media brands like MTV, Discovery, Comedy Central, Paramount, TLC, just to name a few, the list goes on. She had clients who shared her vision of what true partnership was and love of a changing industry. Everything was going well for Allie, but at a certain point in her trajectory, she became restless wanting something more, something different. And she asked herself the question that plagues a lot of us, what could I possibly do next? How could I use all my experience and strengths more authentically? There were some key events that she shares with us that played into her next pivot towards her professional purpose as a career coach. Change is difficult for anyone. Allie acknowledges this, but what can we do to authentically and enthusiastically face that change? find that clarity we all crave so we can design a next act. We also talk about in this episode what you can expect from a private coaching session. And if coaching interests you as a profession, what's the best way to get started? Got a lot of topics with real impact and, of course, actionable steps for you in this conversation. So let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. Welcome, Allie. I'm so glad that we're doing this. We pulled it together and I can't wait to dig into your story. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Well, you are perfection in terms of your narrative. You're a founder and a coach. So we get the nuggets of wisdom from you as well as learning from your stories. And also I wanted to mention before we go forward, I looked at your website and I'm like, this is the ideal tagline here, what you're doing, you're navigating change with clarity, confidence, and connection to purpose. What could be more apropos for bucketless careers? Excellent. So that's not the space you started in as a coach and a founder. We want to dial it back to your former professional self, if you will, and 
for more than two decades, you were killing it in media, ad sales, and marketing for some pretty big names. You loved it. When you talked to me in prep for this episode, you talk about what you were doing with glowing reviews. And not everybody hates what they did before their pivot. So talk to me about the good stuff, and then we'll understand what started to not work for you. Oh, Krista, you said it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I fell into the business. I worked in advertising for Discovery Channel right after college. It was not planned, honestly. I got a job because someone I knew knew someone I knew, someone I knew. And I worked back in the day, it was in the copier room. And I literally made photocopies each morning for all of the salespeople and distributed them by hand in little folders to each of the salespeople. So wow, something our kids would have no understanding of, but truly starting at the bottom. I laugh. (laughs) I try to tell my son and he just looks at me with a completely (laughs) blank stare. And he's like, what's a photocopy? Why didn't you just email it? And I was like, okay, like, forget it. Hysterical. So I love that. You really did get in at the ground floor and work your way up. Absolutely. And I was blessed. At the time, things things were a little simpler. It was a, it was a pretty straightforward career path. And I was blessed with awesome mentors and people who were willing to take, you know, me and other sales assistants under our under their wings and teach us the, the business and teach us the ropes and give us all the nuances and guide us and mentor us and really teach us the ins and outs of the business. And we had a blast and there were tons of us that came up together and we stuck together. And you had some glamorous stuff going on. You were traveling. I know you went to parties on both coasts. and Oh, it was amazing. You made a lucrative living doing what you loved. Absolutely. You even said you were belly laughing every day, which is the dream gig. Every single day. But then... You know, there is a point in your evolution where you say to me, you became restless and stuck. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And I think, you know, like I said, I loved it and it was exciting. And in sales, you know, you spend your days with your clients and your coworkers and those relationships, which I will always treasure a piece of advice that I give, hold on to those relationships because they will help you as you move through your entire path. But the industry started changing a bit. I started changing a bit. My priorities shifted. The way business was done shifted. And at that point, I felt like I don't know if these changes are are, are a good fit for me anymore. It really was as simple as that. I still love the people that I work with. And things did start getting a little stickier. And, you know, you start questioning things a lot more. And I don't really need to make all the parties anymore and have all the evenings out and entertaining anymore. Internal changes at Viacom where I was working were just making things a little stickier. I was getting older. You know, mm-hmm. my place my place and my role within the company was switching and changing a little bit. What was your position at that point when you actually decided to make the changes? I was a director of uh, performance marketing. Okay, gotcha. So you were at the top of your game in a way. Yes. But something again told you, I need to pivot. And not everybody has a pivotal moment in the middle of the night with a light bulb over their head. But was there someone, was there something, some impetus that said, I'm ready to do this now? Because I know that you went to a coach and then you became a coach. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about the origins of your change. Well, the origins of my change, I mean, it's honestly, it's pretty practical and it's not that boom lightning strike. I was sensing and I was like you mentioned, I was getting a little restless at work. 
the industry that I was in, the little niche of advertising, had definitely hit its peak years before. So that was declining a bit. And although I was at a great point in my career, I didn't see the growth. So if you're not growing, that doesn't sit very well for me. So that felt a little icky. And then at, at our company, you know, business is business and different rounds of layoffs were happening. So that enlisted and changed the dynamic around the office a bit. And that was another thing, that underlying fear of what's going to happen and how everyone else interacts. It just kind of seeped into the culture a little bit and left everyone a little bit unsettled. So that also brings up a lot of questions, but you know, it was a great place and it was, everyone was really happy. And again, we was, we were making, it was a lucrative career and it was doing well. So honestly, what made me, I was always thinking about it, but what made me actually take the leap yes, was that I got laid off. <laughs> and I say that with like joy and pride because it was time and it was meant to happen. Sometimes do you believe that things like that are meant to be, although it didn't feel so great in the I moment? Mean, it, I'll be honest with you. It, I mean, how can it feel? It's not going to feel amazing. But I had made it through numerous rounds of layoffs. And when I had a feeling that it was going to be my time, it was over the pandemic. And I will be honest with you. I slept like a baby the night before. I knew it was coming and I slept like a baby. So that was a pretty good sign. And I, I took it with grace and there's not a bad feeling to be had. And it literally just propelled me forward and gave me the space, which I was not giving myself. And at the time, my career and my life wasn't offering me just from circumstance. And I now had the space to explore and to grow. And I am so thankful for that. And that's what started everything. Do you know how many people I've had on this show who said that was a gift to me, mm -hmm. that I was gifted gift. the space? And I'm sure you as well in your coaching practice. How many people look back and see that as the best thing that could have happened, being laid off or a change that they didn't necessarily initiate? So many people. So then you go to a coach that you had been recommended or how did you find the right coach? Because I know that was a big deal for you. It was a very big deal for me. I had had great experience with coaching in my past, whether it was management coaching, even just straight up life coaching. Some I had some health coaching. So I enjoy a mentor. I enjoy working with other people. I don't mind having a little validation. So that always helps too. And I just like a part, I like a partner in crime. So it's perfect. It was very important to me, you know, after I got laid off, I took some time and I, again, I really took advantage of that space to dig out the little bits and pieces of what I loved about my former career and what bits and pieces that I could bring that into my next career. And it came down to relationships. It came down to growth. It came down to learning. It came down to like being process and system driven. And I know that sounds funny for coaching, but that is part of it. So it was very important no, for me. No, doesn't sound funny to me at all, actually. It makes sense because yeah. I often hear that coaches are drawn to people, mm -hmm. right? The interaction one-on-one -on -one feels meaningful. But the systems and the structure, I also get that. I feel that too because I'm also considering it. <gasps> so this this is a multi-layered episode for me. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm really inspired by what you're doing. And I want to hear how, how you built it, yeah. right? 
Research. Yes, I absolutely to get into my coaching. I researched. There's lots of different routes you can take to coaching. There's lots of different people who call themselves coaches, but it was very important to me to go through a rigorous training process just because I respect the craft and the skill and the art of coaching so well. So I did want to go through an accredited ICF certified program. So that was important. And then also like there's the style and the and the level of woo, as a lot of people call it, that you're interested in and what kind of coaching. So I did a lot of research and I landed on IPEC, which is the coaching program and the coaching school that I went through. I took nine months of training. And, you know, from there, I just decided to go all in and start my practice. Congratulations. I feel like that's Thank you. <laughs> the right spot to say it. Tell me, this is what I think about a lot. How are you singular? How are you standing out in what you're offering and how you're marketing that? Because it does feel like fairly crowded space on social media. And I would think it's important to offer something that you can't get everywhere else. So tell me about that. Uh, it's not an easy question, Allie. <laughs> it is not an easy question, but it is a great question and an important question. Thanks. What I do singular and special are the clients that I work with. And what I really do is I focus on working with women who are feeling restless and stuck in their current roles, really. And I help them embody the confidence and the momentum needed to create the second act filled with flexibility, freedom, and fulfillment that they always wanted and they couldn't find earlier. People think sometimes when, once they turn 45, once they turn 50, they're done, they're ending, they're coming to a close. I work with clients who see that as a new beginning. And I really help them connect to what they're good at and not to, not to throw away the years of experience and soft skills that they had before, their colorful life and the skills and all of that experience and wisdom can be useful. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a linear path to get there. You can use those skills and take them in a completely different direction. So true. And I will tell you that is, I have to say the top common thread of all the guests I have, transferable skills, recognizing it. And then you also mentioned to me that one of your roadblocks, and it's probably true of many of your clients, had to do with age and feeling like, oh, how can I start over now? I spent 25 years in media ad sales. How do I do this? So you obviously got past that mental roadblock. How do you help your clients get past it? Well, I mean, that's a big thing. It's a very common thing that I hear and be like, what what, what am I going to do? This is what I've been doing. I don't know how to do anything else. How am I going to move forward with this? Yeah. How do you assess that? It's funny. People don't necessarily know what they're good at or what they even like doing. So I think how we how I kind of latch on to that, which I, what I have to spend time with many of my clients and as I had to spend time with myself, really going through those explorations and clarifying what am I good at? Like, what are my skills and what do I like to do? And then from there, it's almost like a puzzle. So you kind of figure out what you like to do. What are you good at? What skills do you have? Like, what valuable do you have? Do you have a a brilliant network of people in a certain area. And you kind of just find out how you can leverage all of these things together and what direction you want to take that in. You have a special assessment on your website. That's like sort of the first step, the energy leadership index assessment. 
Is that sort of the beginning, the first starting block? It absolutely could be. I I work with this assessment with all of my clients. And what that does is it really kind of gives you a snapshot of where you're at at the moment. It's not a personality assessment. It's more kind of like what's going on with how you react to things and how you, what kind of lenses are you looking at your life through? Are you looking at your life through a lens of, I don't like to say victim, but like, are you like the world is happening to you? Is that kind of lens? Are you using a lens that has some, some anger and some hostility in there? Are you looking through a lens of synergy? that the world is kind of like all working together and we are, we're, this is all happening for a purpose. So there's, there's different lenses. It's an amazing assessment. It's measurable. It asks questions and we can find out where you fall in each of these seven levels. So a lot of times what I do with the clients is that just kind of give, it gives us a common language. It gives us something to work from. And then as we move through our sessions, we take it again and see if, yeah, see if the lenses have changed, if the lenses have opened up, if the lenses have moved down, because ultimately you have the choice of how you look to each situation. We're not trying to like change anyone. We're not trying to change you, but we are trying to give you the realization that you have the choice. So I've I've already learned so much from a lot of the answers to these questions I've given you, but if you had to boil it down to your top advice takeaways for people seeking a pivot or maybe it's just a reinvention within your industry, but you're looking for more. You're looking for more of that professional purpose. I think that so many of us are seeking, especially as we're in our 40s, 50s, the meaning. So what would you say based on your journey is your biggest takeaway for my listeners? I would say the biggest takeaway that I have is you hear the word reinvention a lot, and it's a beautiful word, but I'd say it doesn't always have to be a reinvention. Sometimes I use the word reimagining. You don't have to change everything. You don't have to like blow it all up and start anew. You can kind of find your tweaks, whether it's within an industry that you're in already, or if you want to totally, you know, switch it up, think about it, do the reflection, lean on the things that you're good at. Don't dismiss them and really dig in and find those transferable skills and the things that light you up. And that will give you your next move. Totally. And do you think maybe don't fixate on the monetization right away? Because don't you think there are a lot of things in your life that you're good at or you enjoy that you think, I can't make money off of that? I would absolutely agree with you because you'll be surprised what you can make money on these days. You absolutely could. And if you are authentic and if you are, you find something that lights you up and do some due diligence of research there you'll find it. You'll find the people, you'll find people that you connect to, that you can work with. That you can work with and that you can grow from. Yeah. So I always wrap with where we can send listeners so that they can find out more about you. So is the best place your website? And please tell us where to go. The best place definitely would be my website, which is coachingbyallycoco.com. I also am on Instagram. You can find me there. You can reach out anyway. And, right. I was going to say, are you cool with DMs? People asking Absolutely. some questions? Absolutely. Yeah, I like I'm to do that too. I'm all about connections and conversations. It took me a while to get to that place where I thought it was normal to respond. And, and, and not all of the DMs should be responded to. But for the most part, I feel like Absolutely. people are trying to connect and learn more. And if you engage with your community like that, I, I think 
it makes a big difference. And I also have a weekly email that I send out each week to try to connect to my community and just oh. and get some feedback from anyone and just, you know, yeah. some little recommendations, some little insights, some little reflections. And it's a good time. So I'm going to sign up for Ali Coco's newsletter. No question. Absolutely. You can find it on the website and also on my Instagram. All right, Ali. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. We learned a lot from your story. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Bucketless Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie. We are in year three of this podcast. So amazing and so grateful. Be sure to share an episode if it speaks to you. Write me a review. That is always helpful in terms of our growth. And DM me anything at all you want to share ideas for our guest or just general input. Love to hear from you. All right. Be well until next Thursday. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.